right, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Sunday Wire at alternatecurrentradio.com as well as over at 21stCenturyWire.com. I want to thank everybody for tuning in this afternoon and joining us for the Sunday Wire. I'm your guest host, Hesher, and I also have my co-guest host here with me as well, Mr. Sean Helton. Sean Helton, I'm going to pass the mic over to you so you can introduce our first guest. All right. Thanks so much, uh, Hesher. Appreciate you uh, helping me uh, at the helm today. Happy to uh, do it. Yeah, no, it's been great. So, yeah, um, you know, while, while in absence of uh, a 21-wire head pilot, Patrick Henningsen, uh, who continues his globe-trotting quest for knowledge and insight this Memorial Day weekend. Without further ado, it is my great pleasure to introduce a returning guest to the Sunday Wire. He currently runs one of the most impressive websites on the Internet, covering a wide range of global topics wrapped in all things philosophical. Zen Gardner. Zen, how are you today? I'm great. Yeah, It's a real honor to be here, guys. Thank you and so much. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, So back in April, I was on a cyber pilgrimage, as I often am, uh, for something inspiring and thought-provoking and refreshing in an introspective way. So I happened upon your article, Smokescreen of Symbology, and uh, it was a – I loved that piece, uh, and it it, it really talks about a lot of – the illusions behind belief-based systems and symbolic illusions that uh, seem to run uh, so much uh, uh, globally, but also stifle our own creative energy. And um, But what I liked about this work and so much of what you do is that you often have solutions and have solution uh, at least present some kind of motivated, motivation, positive, uh, positive motivation t- as a healing aspect uh, and, and at the end of the article, you were able to include that. And so um, what can you tell me about this piece when you finished this, uh, this recently? Well, it's an interesting piece. It, it, it follows a theme that I, I, I pursue pretty consistently from a variety of vectors, I call them. You know, there, there's ways you can approach cracking this nut of what we consider reality to find our, our true source, our true freedom, our, our true authentic selves. And it's funny, I was just looking at that piece, and it starts off with that uh, quote, enlightenment, enlightenment is the destructive process. It's the crumbling away of untruth and the eradic- eradication of everything we imagine to be true. And that's the same quote I used to, to open my book. And it, it, so much of what we um, are confronted with is unlearning. It, it's, it's letting go of, of stuff and, and wrong concepts, because we were all raised in a very abusive environment. We were all abandoned as spiritual beings when we were first uh, brought into the world, and we had to deal with really weird issues and social social engineering, social programming. <clears throat> but um, the, what I was uh, uh, approaching in this article had a lot to do with religion and belief systems, which I have a particular uh, uh, bent against, and I noticed one of you on your Skype handles, handles has a really good quote about belief systems. I'm not sure if that's you, Hesher, or that is that's me. Uh, it's it's, yeah. it's one of my favorite quotes. It's from. Why don't you read that? That's really good. It's okay. It says, "If you believe something, you're automatically precluded from believing in the opposite, which means that a degree of your human freedom has been forfeited in the act of this belief." And I often tell people. Um, and and I'll just flat out admit this is uh, a line from from uh, one of my favorite authors, Tom Robbins. 
I'm on the run from the killer bees. Belief and belonging. <laughs> yeah, the killer bees. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you operate from this paradigm that basically we we've, we've had this really weird uh, choice, false choice of of um, co- constructs to choose from, and uh, whichever one you choose, you're, you're being contained, you're being inhibited, you're being screwed up to a major degree. Um, we're in a way forced to decipher this encoded matrix of bullshit that that that, that we're being handed in order to crack through and see the, the the real light behind it. And I'm not a love and light guy, but I, I, I I'm I'm a truth person. <clears throat> and personally the truth makes me very happy. You have to get through the dark stuff, but when you find the the more uh existential, fundamental, universal truths that are so empowering, so uh inspiring, beyond that, um there's everything to be happy about. <laughs> it's interesting because at that recent conference in England, the A B seven I I was talking about a recent interview I did with uh, Sophia Smallstorm, and she was kind of confronting me. And beautiful, she's just amazing. But she was kind of perplexed by what she considered almost a, a Pollyanna-ish attitude that I have of of being happy in, in the midst of, of this, this horrendous attack on humanity, of which I'm extremely aware. If you read my writings, <clears throat> uh, I, I, I detail. Uh, through my own adventures, through this uh, honeycomb of insanity, uh, um, you know, whether mind control and pedophilia and all this kind of weirdness and the occult influences and the social engineering and the, the, the poisoning of our environment. I'm very aware of it, but yet I, I, I'll always uh, appear, well, I'll always genuinely have, in, in anything I write, uh, some somewhat of a an empowering finish because it it is empowering what we have is empowering what is within each of us is extremely empowering and it's and i don't do it with a you know with a with a you know tony robbins intention kind of trip or something it's it's natural to me thankfully for which i'm really grateful that that to perceive this um reality we're in after a lifetime of investigation and many of my own breakings and hardships and, and you know traumas like anybody else and uh, uh, you you come to realizations, and when you do, and you hook into them, and you start to realize them in your life, and and then you start to reflect what you're realizing, and other people reflect back. What do you call it? The symbiosis that, that you know that happens, just like just you and I, uh, you guys and I chatting at the beginning. We already knew each other. We'd never chatted before, but we knew <laughs> the vi- yep. the vibration was there, and it's like that more and more and more because. We're in a very intense vibrational time that is revealing the dastardly wickedness that's around us, while at the same time, we're getting this extreme sense of empowerment. And most people can't, can't handle that apparent contradiction. But it's not, because they're looking at it in sort of a, a plainer, um, you know, two-dimensional way. We have to realize there's there's almost like worlds colliding and worlds separating and timelines going on, which I've been writing a lot about lately. It's we're in a very 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 cool but very surreal time of of realization that gives us opportunities to re- realize ourselves, but to perceive what's really going on behind this smokescreen. And uh, just like when I, in that article, I'm talking about the symbology, the obvious stuff, you know, the sun symbols and the, 
all the stuff that religion uses, the cross. And, you know, now that we've come to learn what these things really symbolize, where they came from, from the Babylonian roots and the, you know, all, all the way they've been used throughout society to give uh, humanity these, these false directed hopes and desires and belief systems. Um, now, as we see through these, we're coming to a point that, that uh, we're, our, our, our hearts, our spirits, our souls are, are hungering for, for a meaning beyond this. And so the, 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 it's really a smokescreen. And when, you, when you, we get through that, we, what's available to us now is, is almost, it's nondescript. You can't, um, you can't uh, what do you call it? Well, like right now, I'm, I can't verbalize it. You can't uh, quite explain it, yet we cannot stop. We've got to pursue. This is what I'm very, very hot on right now. We've got to pursue it, it, the unknown. There's something really cool being revealed right now, and it has to do with, Almost a, a, a not a psychic, but a cosmic. It's the shift, which people have used that word kind of loosely a lot, and some, you know, perhaps accurately. I don't know, but there's this this shift going on where things are being revealed in new ways, and we have to roll with it. And we have to be we, even the, the alternative, <clears throat> so-called awake people, have to be willing to let go of even what we thought was, you know, some great profound realization six months ago, some new paradigm. Which my most recent article talks about this. It, it's it's a it, it's a continual letting go. It's a continual awakening. You know, you don't awaken once and for all. It is it is a process. And, yeah. and the more you awake, the more you know how little you know. Isn't that exactly. true? Absolutely. I, I feel when I started this, uh, you know, I felt the same way, and I still feel that way. That it seems as though the more knowledge I seem to acquire, the less I feel that I know, and that's. Uh, uh, but I think that's a healthy response to uh, to yeah, this. Because, exactly right. Yeah, and you know, earlier this year, I went to parts of Italy and Spain, and while some areas seemed to be doing quite well in northern Italy. And uh, Palma, Mallorca, and places like that um, uh, in Spain. Uh, the majority of places I visited seemed to be headed for a major crossroad or some sort of impending crisis, of the, the migrant situation. Uh, you stated the term before when you appeared on Sunday Wire, and I really like this term, spiritual razor wire, and uh, which I, I think is a way to describe some of the larger events continually occurring, um, you know, such as the European mi- migrant crisis and the manufactured war on terror, for that matter, uh, that's, you know, poised for centuries of, you know, the next few centuries of, of deceptive conflict and, and, and uh, you know, uh, sort of challenging our, our, our psychological makeup. What do you see shaping up globally and the apathy versus awakening aspect of the world? Um, yeah, wow, apathy versus, versus awakening. That's like, that's like the clash of the titans, isn't it? Right. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's as massive as you can get when it comes to what's important right now. I know that's a kind um, of a vague thing, but go ahead. Yeah, no, sorry. it's not. It's not vague. No, I like it. It's, it's really good. It's all-encompassing. As far as sort of geopolitically, you're saying, and, and um, the, the way things are developing in, in that sort of context? Yeah, it seems as though there are many of us that are waking, awakening, uh, you know, waking up or awakening to uh, a higher consciousness or at least a higher understanding of, of something uh, happening. There's also this, um, uh, uh, I sense that among some people, they're, they're falling further into the apathetic hole. 
yes, black yes, hole. Yes. Yeah. And even more dangerous is the people who have awakened to some extent and getting tripped off. They're going yes. to cul-de-sacs and off ramps and stuff, which I've written about, but it, most people are aware of. It's like, you, you know, when you go up a mountain, there's a lot of temptations because as you get higher, it gets colder. You can't carry as much stuff, including, you know, personal baggage. You know, right. um, and, and, you know, it, you get high, and then it gets more uncomfortable, and you're more tempted to go to a little wayside and take a rest. No, there's a whole bunch of other people there, and look, they've established a little church of the of the church of the. What if we went to the peak? You know, what if we went all the way, church? You know, <laughs> you know, whatever, <laughs> little side trips, and they're very subtle. Never mind the psyops from the, from the freaking you know enemy. You know the all the crap that they're throwing out there within right. the alternative, outside the alternative. I mean, there's a lot of pitfalls. But whenever I see the, the enormity of, our, uh, the, of the obstruction, it gives me a, tr- a tremendous sense of uh, enthusiasm and uh, um, encouragement that obviously within us is the ability to overcome it. It, 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 these, th- th- that's, that's implied. That's imperative. It, it's, it's, uh, it's part of, you know, it, w- it wouldn't be there Unless there's something within us that can overcome it, and it's whatever these blockages are, if, you know, if we, if we consider them foisted by other other powers, you know, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, what are, what are they trying to prevent? Obviously, humanity has something within it that is extremely feared, you know, and, and as as mm-hmm. you guys know, and and I, the the whole false flag terrorism thing is designed to clamp down on, on humanity. It's not designed to, you know, false foreign enemies and all this. BS that's going on externally, right out of Brave New World. I mean, uh, 1984. You know, you've got to have the external enemy keep them. You know, like a football game, you got to have something to be conflicted about in order to keep keep distracted. But I just jumped, I yeah. just jumped uh, trains of thought. Were you no, saying? Right. Oh no, that's all right. Um, you know, as this sort of this 2016 election cycles really in the U.S., uh, I know you're outside of the U.S., um, uh, but you have lived here in the past. And, uh, you know, as this 2016 election cycle is heating up and getting more um, uh, sort of uh, attack ridden and, uh, you know, sort of the, the, uh, the most bizarre it's election. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, insane. So yeah. what do you see parallel-wise from, like, the 60s psych era to now? Do you see a lot of the same psychological warfare that was occurring in those days that's happening now but more advanced? That's a really good question because that's it's been coming to mind a lot lately through, you know, talking with, um, you know, very close friends and even during these events I recently went to. Uh, the parallel is very interesting because back then, like, I'm from the – Woodstock generation, and I went through all that stuff. I came out of a well-to-do suburban family and against, totally against the military-industrial complex, which was a common term in those days. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, we were all set to do anything but what our parents did. So we, <laughs> we set off. We did, you know, psychonaut stuff. We got into, you know, mescaline, acid, and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> we got into mysticism. We got into anything into the other world there was it was escapism in a certain in a certain form, but it was a profound hunger to to realize who we truly were, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a beautiful movement. It got co opted, obviously. I mean, if anybody's done any research, how the CIA introduced uh, more and more psychedelic drugs in order to uh, what what they thought would cause a mind control program. It did divert the movement at the time from the anti war movement to a more sort of a more introverted. 
um, innocuous form at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not the least of which was the Tate murders, which was, which took place five days before the Woodstock event, which mm. you know got our parents all freaked out and everybody you know put a negative stain on everything, which we, which were staged. So it was another false flag. If anybody wants to research that, um, you know, total, you know, if you look at the pictures then, you think the you think that the staged actors now are bad. You look at the pictures from the Sharon Tate murders, and you'll go, oh my god, that was really a bad job. But we fell for it. We did, we had no idea, right? But um, but whatever they, they projected their general stain onto the onto the whole movement. But whatever Woodstock happened, it was you know. It didn't have much direction. As I was there, I, I got disillusioned after a couple of days um, because of the um, sort of. I mean, it was a wonderful, euphoric atmosphere, but there was a, a disturbing lack of direction underneath it all. Sort of like, well, where's this going? There's no organization. There's no, you know, it doesn't necessarily need leadership, but there wasn't an impetus that was that was coherent. It wasn't, you know, where was this really going to go? I got a little disillusioned there. And I picked up my soggy sleeping bag and, and, and got out of there. But, but, but uh, you know, it was a great event, and it was, you know, it, it, there was a real statement in it. But now people look at it; they look back and look at the music and the drugs and the, the naked people hang, hanging off the light towers and all this kind of stuff. They think, oh, that's cool, you know, what a statement. And as you know, ten or twenty years later, they tried to restage it, and it was nothing but violence, which was no doubt, you know, a psyop operation or 20 30 years later. i don't i don't know when that when that was but uh the the, the that movement was co-opted very very cleverly and these people are pretty smart they know what they're doing There's, they've got a lot of money a lot of brain uh, brain power a lot of think tanks to divert what they consider a very naive uh humanity they consider us you know really you know just pretty much stupid and easily led by the nose and uh um what 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 I've been um, identifying right, late yeah. uh, last last couple of years is the youth today are hungering for the same thing, and um, they're moving. They're having events in the desert, besides Burning Man, all kinds of stuff, really cool stuff. There's a natural migration to nature. There's a natural migration out of the, the matrix of control into something more natural. And it's not identified. Nobody even talks about it, but it's there. And I, and I have a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm in touch with really, really neat people who are alive and awake, and they're, they're seeing these things happen. And I ask questions, and I say, what about this? What about the youth here? What about the people there? I mean, even recently in Amsterdam, when I first went there about six months ago, um, I was kind of disillusioned because I, I lived in Amsterdam for a year and a half back in the early 70s, and it was a hotbed of, you know, protest and radicalism, and there was posters and, mm-hmm. and these, you know, um, uh, magazines and newspapers on the street, and, you know, let's take action. You could see it. It was manifest. And now you don't see it. It's just people on bicycles, and there's a lot of energy, and you don't see any posters, you don't see any stickers, you don't see nothing. And I got disillusioned. I was at the Open Mind, uh, uh, not the one that I just spoke at, but uh, the one previous, and I was talking to some local uh, Dutch kids who were activists, and I said, "I said, what's going on? It looks like there's nothing happening here." They said, "Oh, there's a lot going on here. It's under the surface. So what's 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 bubbling up may not be manifest in the ways that we're used to seeing, but there's a lot of of connectivity going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like I live in I live in Uruguay now. I've I've lived most of my life, uh, half of my life out of the out of the United States." 
And there's expatriate communities that are forming all over the world. And I'm very familiar with Latin America. I lived there 13 years. And these people who are coming down to different countries and they're forming communities, they're coming down with very similar experiences. They don't like the military takeover or they don't like the Fukushima fallout. They don't like the EMFs. They don't like the chemtrails. Something has driven them out of the country because it's horrific. It's, it's, a, right. it's a gulag. The walls are going up not to keep the Mexican, Mexicans out, but to keep the Americans in. It's, it's, a, it's a serious right. weirdness going on. But that's happening in England. It's happening in Canada. It's happening in Australia. Those are the big four, in my mind, where, where they're doing the big test tube cases right now. But their, their ultimate goal is to really trash the United States. And this is something I've tried to tell people about for a long time. If you, if you can't get out, you're not led to get out, and it's not for you, it's not for everybody, then please you know, try to get out of the city, find communities of like-minded people. What's coming is extremely serious. And, you know, prepare, not in fear, but be practical. Look, look ahead and take note and, and act on it because um, it's, it's a, the, the country is under attack. And the reason is, I mean, you know, it's, a, it's been a symbol of freedom. Much of the world still looks to it, despite the fact that it's a militaristic, uh, you know, madhouse of genocide. They, they, people still look to it for, well, there's freedom and freedom of expression, and you see all this, you know, and, and Americans have this outgoing attitude. And, you know, awake Americans are, you know, just the most beautiful people there are. They're just, they've got all these beautiful attributes and all this drive. And so other, other nation, nations still look to Americans, and they're drinking their Coca-Cola and their Pepsi and eating their Kentucky Fried Chicken and McDonald's, thinking it's sort of partaking of a culture. It's a really weird phenomenon to watch. But, but there's this undercurrent of discontent worldwide that, is, that does identify what is going on with the United States. And, and it's just an arm. It's a military arm of this New World Order march. And people are, are seeing it. They're, they're popping out. They're, they're, they're coming into a new realization. And uh, I'm, I'm just kind of sliding around here, but there, um, on my travels, when I went from Uruguay to England uh, uh, recently, I, I, I talk to people, whoever I sit next to, whatever's going on, I, 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 I connect with people. And I've never seen, honestly, people in such a receptive state. They, 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 like I talk to lady, girls at the cash register, you know, I'll start with a little joke about the ATM machine and I'm, you know, I'm connecting with the beast, please approve <laughs> me, you know. And this kind of stuff, and they'll laugh, and they'll you know, look for an opening, and and then you start talking about really heavy stuff, and they're there, and they're they're there like, like you've known each other a long time. They're, people are popping out of this of this hypnosis, and yeah. it's really a, a amazing phenomenon. Are you seeing that? Oh yeah, I, yeah, um, definitely. I am ahead, too. Man. Let me let me jump in just for a second here, Sean. I'm really digging this conversation, Zen. I love how you're breaking down the the social engineering and social programming. Uh, the belief systems that are being instilled in in people to to lead to a consensus reality, and I love that your angle is is one of empowering the individual or or uh, empowering the self while still understanding the context of our situation you know and and you mentioned uh, people migrating into nature and you know doing their best to get away from from this away from the cities where where it's the worst and i i look at that as um 
And then same with the psychedelic movement, you know, the, the people that were participating that when, when it was happening. I, I view this as, as people um, who know something isn't right. And what, what I think they're trying to do, and I, I fully believe that this is uh, a good thing, is they're trying to, they're looking for a way to return to the last sane moment that they can possibly see. And sometimes you have to look pretty far backwards to, to try to find that. And uh, I think it's, it's an important concept. And I, I like the way that you're, uh, you're weaving this together. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, well said. Really well said. You know what's really interesting? It's about 2,500, 2,600 years ago, um, there existed on this planet at the same time Buddha, Lao Tzu, Confucius, uh, um, the early um, Greek philosophers, the, the heavy guys who got the spiritual stuff before the, the Platonic stuff. Um, also, what, what was his name? Um, he brought uh, um, several spiritual leaders around the world. Now, they had no internet. <laughs> they had no they didn't have courier camels or something. I mean, maybe they had that, but <laughs> these people lived within 80 years of each other. There, there are cycles that, that we, that, that, um, you can catch like a wave, like a good surfer. You know, you wait for the, you wait for the, the set of seven, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> you're out there. We, we know, we know, we know how it works and you wait, you don't take, don't take the weedy ones, wait for the big ones and that kind of thing. We're in an amazing time. We're being handed an, an extremely empowering opportunity and, uh, and people sense it. And the reason I write, uh, with the passion I do is because I, I'm, I'm trying to share this understanding that to me is so real and so, um, extremely empowering as well as the fact that people uh, need to identify in their own environments how this man this uh, awakening is manifesting and it you know it, like you said uh, beautifully at the beginning you said it ultimately is a personal awakening and that's why my book's called you are the awakening because it has everything to do with the individual it's not a collective it's not a movement it's not doesn't need leaders it is each of us delving deep 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 and willing to go through the dark night of the soul and all kinds of stuff because there's things we need to explore that are not comfortable you know most of our lives i'm sure with you guys the same thing you've gone through some serious trauma to bring you to the this hunger for the truth um that and this full commitment to what you're doing and it's happening on a massive level uh, but it's only beginning in a lot of people. You know, there's all these different levels of uh, ent- entry levels. But I like to address um, what, in in my mind, uh, manifests as people who are just starting to get it and to help them through these first stages. Because first of all, I'm jumping around again, but first of all, people feel the isolation. They go, oh, my God, I, I see this. My parents mm-hmm. think I'm crazy. My, my husband thinks I'm nuts. My, my kids think I'm nuts. My, you know, my wife thinks I'm nuts. It, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, you go through that whole thing, and you know, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. But you know, if, it's like the truth glasses. Once you put them on, you can't take them off. So you're stuck <laughs> in, this, in this realization of, holy shit, this is, this is completely upside down, and I had it completely wrong. But when you realize there's a, a mass of other brothers and sisters that are out there 
going through the same thing or having gone through the same thing and will never look down on you for having, oh, you just got it. Where have you been, baby? Nobody does that. You know, when you, when you arrive in the great now, you're now. It, it's, it's now. There's, there, there's no past, present, future. You're there and say, you know, welcome and let's move on. There's, there's that kind of com- comparing and that kind of stuff. It, it doesn't exist in that, in that conscious realm. I mean, that, that's one of the indicators, actually, if anybody wants to get a little hint of if someone says, I'm, well, I, was, I already said that, or I'm, I'm ahead of you, or wait a minute, that's my idea. Well, <laughs> shit. You know, who patents ideas, for God's sake? The ideas are, we're, we're a collective <laughs> having a birth together. You know, nobody owns anything, for goodness sake. You know, where's, you know love is, a, is an expression of unity, a unifying unity that's, that is sharing and giving and unselfish. And we have to let go into it. We have to let mm-hmm. go into it. And uh, whatever cost. And it's going to cost everything. <laughs> everything. Reputation, self-image, you know, ego, all that crap. It, it has to go right out the window. And, it, you know, we'll, we all hit places that are like, whoa, that's, I didn't know that was coming because I thought I understood it. Well, no, you don't. And I don't either. I, you know, I feel like I'm just beginning to, beginning to understand, but I don't think there's, there's a beginning or an end. It's like jumping in a river or watching a river. That, that famous quote, you know, no man ever steps in this, the same river twice. First <laughs> of all, it's not, it's not the same river and it's not the same man. You know, it, it's, it, that's how it is. We move on. And, and in that, in that, um, uh, as we embrace that understanding and and shared uh, uh, excitement and wonder at at what this is that we've been handed, um, there's this tremendous uh, um, collective love and emotion and and compassion that that get, gets released. You know, it's you know the nuclear bomb has nothing on us. And it's happening in, in, in new ways. And I mean, you watch new people come up with new video channels, uh, new writers uh, appear all the time. Like I like to encourage new writers on my website. Somebody writes a really good comment and they're just amazing with language. I say, man, tell me your story, write it down, make an article, I'll publish it. You know, and the guy's really, you know, I, I, I you know people have told me I could write, but I'm not sure. Please write it down. You're going through an amazing process. The way you articulated it was was incredible. A lot of people could could benefit from that. Please do it, and the guy will do it. And now some of these guys are some of the bloggers you're reading all the time. There, but I like to inspire that, and we should all help each other with that same kind of attitude. You know, not who gets the credit or who gets the hits and all this kind of stuff. We've got mm-hmm. to release the dam. We have to open the dam. You know, it's it's time. Yeah, no, it's interesting you mentioned that uh, that story about the commenters and and you kind of in, and bringing them into the fold, uh, as it were, at your website. I felt like I had a very similar experience when I met Patrick Henningsen, um, and we just hit it off really well from the beginning. And uh, uh, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't too sure how much I had to add to the uh, to the conversation. But here I am, you know, three years later and uh, still going. So, you know, it, it just goes to show it's exactly, uh, it was an exact scenario of what you're kind of talking about where he took, uh, took an opportunity to, uh, or he saw something perhaps in what I was doing. And then, you know, and he's, he's, he's guided me in a lot of ways to, uh, to understand a lot of things that have, um, that I've been awakening to uh, during this process. So it's been a great uh, wow. experience. 
That's beautiful. What a beautiful example. He's not worried about his ass. Oh, you're going to take over my job. Like in the corporate world, right. that's how they think. And in, in the hive mentality, right. well, I'll train him. He's really talented, but whoa, don't take my job. All these, all these fears and controls and all this kind of crap. It's release, release the energy, release the energy. We're all part of the energy. But what a beautiful example, man. That, I, I love that. Patrick's just a stellar guy. I mean, we, we, we did uh, AB6 together and we landed at the airport in London. Oh, I like and, this uh, story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, and uh, we, we, we rode about two hours together in the car. We just met and uh, we just talked like a couple of high school girls. We were just going crazy, <laughs> sharing stories and getting to know each other. It's like, like kids finding each other. You know, you're like, oh, man. But uh, what a great guy. You know, his presentation at AV7, I don't know much, how much he's talked about it. He's not going to toot his own horn, but... He did a thing on Lebanon that was so, so gripping mm. where he, um, he used the graffiti that he saw uh, on the walls in mm-hmm. Lebanon as, as, as sort of the vehicle for the story. It was brilliant. I mean, it was brilliant. It was so mm-hmm. earthy and, and uh, while, while also being artistic, but, but um, you know, it, it's so synced with your, with your um, uh, I don't know what you call it, your, your emotions, but, you know, your your longings for the people of the Middle East and, and what they're going through. I mean, it was brilliant. It was just brilliant. Uh, a great presentation. And Patrick, if you're listening, brother, I love you. And <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> but then have a great trip wherever you are. What an adventure. Man, I hope that shows up on YouTube. I would love to see that in its entirety. So, Patrick, if you are listening and there is a YouTube link for that, uh, do ship it our way so we can Absolutely. add it to today's show page. So then I, I, uh, I also wanted to ask you, you know, you know, cause every Memorial day weekend, uh, you know, it seems like it comes up every year. We're reminded, you mentioned the military industrial complex earlier, and it just makes me always think, you know, I always think of general Smedley Butler's war as a racket mantra and, you know, akin to Eisenhower, his warning and JFK's CIA secret society speech, you know, all of which, you know, appeared to exposed elements of the matrix-like reality that we have been subjected to. Um, as we move forward, what lessons can we learn from from these kinds of moments in history, and how can we chip away at the many-faced illusions that surround us? Uh, well, I had no idea it was a Memorial Day weekend. That, that's the blessings of being out of the states, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but. Um, well, it's it's very it's very it's a very deep thing. It's it, you know you touch on people's hearts in many ways during times like this. But uh, when you mentioned Smedley Butler and, and what he said, um, you can't help but just think, well, how many people have seen that? How many people have heard what this amazing heroic figure who gave his whole heart in all sincerity? And, and all confidence, you know, and is willing to sacrifice his life for the principles that he was uh, I- imbued with from society um, and, and decorated, and then comes to the conclusion that this is a corporate scam. I mean, the fact that humanity has not seen this information and that it's been hidden from humanity uh, speaks to the, to the level of, of perfidy uh, that we're experiencing in this so-called mainstream matrix. It is, it is horrendous. People are not given uh, essential tools of knowledge and understanding. And, uh, and there are so many. His, 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 what, what he revealed in his talks 
and his writings are, are, are so profound and so true and they come from such a credible source, you'd think, my goodness, this should be in you know, the curriculum of every school. But it's not. Absolutely. You know, his, his, name, his name won't even be mentioned. So we're living in a, in a world that denies truth. You know, it all comes back to the same thing. We're living, it's almost like parallel timelines. There's this other world of complete BS uh, with, with, with malintention um, existing uh, on, on one side, and there's this, there's this world of tender, loving, caring, um, organic human hearts on the other that um, want, just want to live in love and peace and plenty which is available to all in, in spite of all the, the BS about overpopulation and scarcity and all that stuff. You know, we, we, that's why, you know, we live in a, a, an environment of fear based on those things, fear of death, all these big lies that we're told from birth. But uh, the, the, that dichotomy that we live in is what will, will confront anybody who really um, looks honestly at information that comes their way. And it's new information. It might be startling, but, but you come to that dichotomy. My goodness, there's a whole side over here that's lying and withholding and another side over here that is honest, true, loving, caring, and, and suffering for lack of truth. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the reality that we're living in, in such a, a split, um, in, uh, I don't know what you call it, split world, split environment, uh, in divergent universes. It's a very strange thing. That, that's why, for me, um, understanding these concepts spiritually is essential because mm-hmm. it has every, everything to do with, with perception, but at, at many levels. And, and, and um, I don't know, it's hard to articulate, but, but we, we've got to be aware that they're, that's why what, you know, people say, well, where is this coming from? Who are they? It's corporations, they just want money. It's bankers, they just want money. No, these are spiritual forces that are driven by whatever, whether you want to say it's archons and the Gnostic teachings or the Wetiko of the Native Americans and the mind parasites and this kind of thing, all of which make a lot of sense and, and could possibly explain what's wrong with these one, who, people who were once people but no more are, who are willing to exact these horrific programs on humanity for whatever reason, but there's something really wrong there. And the, uh, the other side needs to, that, that is learning and growing and, and uh, attempting to, to grow out of the soil in this polluted environment and just be the flower, the tree, the, the bush that they are, um, they, they've got to understand what they're up against. It, it's part of our growth. You know, we're, we're in like the, the higher learning stage. We're in, we're in a higher university of, of, of training after cycles and cycles of human history, this is how I, I, I tend to perceive it right now. That might change, but we've gone through many cycles, and it's, I, I see it as a spiral. We're moving towards something. And I, humanity is, does not need to repeat this insanity. It does not need to repeat the same thing over again. We all die, and whatever you say, karma, and get reincarnated, and it's just a big game, or it goes over and over and over. No, this, this other entity driven force whatever you want to call it that's trying to parasitically live off of our planet and exterminate or 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 or, or, or uh, completely transform the living organisms to its liking has to be repelled and and that to me is the ultimate question as 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 a warrior 
as you guys are. Uh, we're here. We're here to um, expose with truth. But then you kind of go, well, this is. We're still getting closed in on what's going on here. In my understanding, there are great realms of of uh, tremendous spiritual capabilities at our fingertips. We've got to be willing to pursue them. We've got to go into the unknown. We've got to let go of ourselves in whole new ways, in deeper ways, and really get into the mystic. We have to really get there to find the techniques and the technologies, the spiritual technologies that can dispel this kind of stuff. And much of this stuff that, that exists today is brought on by humanity's own repeat of their meme. We, the, you know, the whole thing about good and evil, you reinforce evil by fearing it or by by uh, being in awe of it, but it's deeper than that. There, there's very deep uh, psychological elements. That's why I like the Ritiko teachings. Uh, Paul Levy talks a lot about this. I, I suggest people go to his videos and John Lash with his Archontic uh, interpretation. But we have to understand in a deeper way in order to overcome, in order to defend our planet and our loved ones, in order to stop this cycle of insanity. And I think we're, at this point in history, we're, we're being given an opportunity to do something really drastic. And whether or not it happens is not really our worry. The, the, uh, ultimately, uh, the, the, the famous, expre- famous expression, do not be attached to the outcome, it's not whether we succeed and the planet is saved. It's that each of us individually does everything we can to our greatest possible potential to bring about the best potential um, answer. So it, it's an individual response that, that's got to be made by people um, first. You know, the, the famous thing that uh, Gandhi said, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Well, that's extremely profound. You could, there's many layers on that onion. It goes very deep. And, you know, how much do we really want to be the change? How much are we going to let go of our, our, our concept of self-identity and our role in life and our role in, even in the alternative? We've got to be willing to move. You know, like I'm, I'm out here sitting looking at a river going down by the house, and we've got to keep flowing. We've got to be – it takes a certain kind of faith, a certain kind of knowing that, uh, you know, all is right in the great – the great universe, and and we are we are part of it, and this is a contest we're in, and we should handle it responsibly, and we should throw our one hundred and ten percent into it without question, let letting go of crap. And as we change, the change gets manifested in much more profound and much more uh, meaningful ways. And I think, as I started out to say, there, there's new technologies, new types of things. Call it magic. Call it. Call it something, but we can sway powers that they have no idea even exist, and that's the that's sort of the weaponry we need in order to to, to stop and uh, uh, dissipate this kind of energy that, that that's doing all the damage that it is. That, that's 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 kind of my uh, <laughs> my my current viewpoint. <laughs> Right, right. Um, well, Zen, it's been a pleasure having you. I know that uh, Hesher has one more question for you, but before we get to that, I just want to um, quickly plug your website and uh, where can people find your book? Um, can you go ahead and tell us where your latest book is? Yeah, sure. It's uh, The website is zengardner.com. It's not gardener. It's G-A-R-D-N-E-R, zengardner.com. Um, feel free to drop comments, uh, write me a note. I'm, uh, I love to respond and correspond with people. Uh, the book is advertised on the site. There's a banner on the top. It'll link to uh, uh, 
uh, a page that has um, very humbling endorsements uh, from from people that most people know about the book and my writing. And then you can go to Amazon.com or any of the links at the bottom of that article. And it's uh, it's got all five-star reviews. Uh, I just met someone at the last conference I was at. She read, said she read the book five times and keeps it by her bed. The reason is, and which was the intention of the book, it's, it's busted up into articles I've already done, but they're concentrated. It's a selection. Mm-hmm. They've been updated. It's, they've been updated, and they're in four different sections. So you can crack it open any time of the day and read something about something that's going to you know, jar your mind. Uh, it's going to talk about current events in many cases and apply them to uh, our personal spiritual condition. And it's sort of been uh, almost like a, an enzyme pill <laughs> where, you, where you, can, you, you can take one of these and digest what's going on around you. Um, and uh, it, I, I'm, I'm very excited about it because that was my intention, and I'm getting the response that that's, that's what's happening with people, and I'm very excited about that. And, you know, I didn't write it to be a writer or reviewed. I, I hardly make a penny on a book. But it, it's, it's uh, something I, I think people can put on their coffee table and or they can give to friends. I've had several people uh, buy 20 copies and they're passing them around. It, it, it's because of the, it's, 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 uh, it gives the pith of the message. You know, there's something really easy to digest. You can read it right through, you can get little pieces, but people can sort of just look at it real quick. And I use a lot of, you know, my titles are, are grabby and stuff like that. I, like, I love words. I've been an editor and a writer for a long time, but it, um, when this all started, a whole different creature appeared. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's how they can get it and awesome. uh, have fun with it. And I've got another one coming out soon. Uh, excellent. Uh, well, well, Zen, Zen, you are you are a true spirit warrior in the in the in the truest sense. So I'll hand you over to Hesher to uh, to finish things out with you. And it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for your time today. Yes. You guys too. Thank you so much. Well said. Let's talk Sean. more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well said, let's Sean. Do, let's talk more. Yeah. We're we're going to Zen. Uh, I'm I'm stoked. I have you in my Skype list now, and uh, we I want to continue our conversations. So um, thank you yeah, again okay. for for joining us today. And I I really like that. Uh, you know, I'm just really enjoying this conversation. It's good to have a really positive conversation um, in the midst of everything going on. And I love that you noted, uh, you know, the, the the potential of off-world manipulations, interdimensional influences, whatever you want to call this. You know, I'm yeah. I'm not saying I experienced this directly or that I know it's this or that. You know, but my research, much like you, has shown me that yeah. yes, these these mystical and spiritual technologies, as you as you coined it. Um, can be very powerful in, in repelling some of this stuff, and it should at least be considered by people who who may not be thinking in that direction. So, a big cheers for for that part of the conversation. And I want to ask you a question before we let you go. Um, earlier, you mentioned the, uh, the 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 discordance that can happen in one's life when when you're discussing these things and talking about it with you know your friend, your neighbor your wife, your, you know, your kid, your grandkid, whoever it is, these people that might think you're, you're being crazy or something, you know, people that may not be in that same place in, in their, um, I hate the word, but, you know, awakening or development, whatever. Um, but, and 
there's there's a few bumper sticker phrases that get thrown around by by people like that, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have have heard things like this. You'll hear things like, "You're being negative," or "That's just your opinion." When when you state a fact, or they'll maybe tell you, "Well, you need to focus on the positive," or "Life is about being happy," so maybe you know you shouldn't be talking about what's going on in in Syria or in the Middle East as a whole. How 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 do you suggest that um, that we talk to people that hit us with these kind of stopgap, you know, bumper sticker slogans when we're when we're just trying to do our best to to reach our potential and help our friends and loved ones reach theirs as well? <laughs> yeah, big question. Well, to address that really quickly, move on. <laughs> if, if somebody's that stuck in a rut, can't hear it, isn't hungry, keep moving. Find somebody who's open and receptive. Time's short, and uh, there's too many beautiful people that are. You, you pose the same, the same argument, the same, the same uh, slogan or something. They're going to go, "Yeah, man," like, or they're going to say, "How is that true?" Instead, of, instead of "How is that false?" But I, I don't mean to to minimize that. But I want to go back to what you said earlier at the be- at beginning. Of what you said, you're talking about. Uh, you know, you're not sure. You haven't had experiences to confirm these these things about, you know, other dimensionals and this kind of thing. The whole key right now is that you and I trust our intuition. We trust our heart leadings. And it's like the whole thing about imagination. Imagination has been diminished to like a childlike term. Oh, it's just your imagination, honey. Wait a minute. I've seen many things in my so-called imagination, images in my, in my mind of, of things that uh, recent years turn out to be extremely real, and I've learned to listen to them and count them as real before I, I diss them. I, I don't need to see some kind of spirit body standing next to me to know what I saw in my mind. It's the same thing with these, these understandings that you and I and so many others are being given. We have to trust these are true. Like this intuition that, yeah, there's, there's, a, um, there's this other dimensional sort of thing you know, that uh, it's got to be that because this sort of moves in that direction. But I'm not sure because, um, and this is this is the mindset of almost every human being. I'm not sure. It hasn't been confirmed. Ultimately, it hasn't been confirmed by, you know, scientism and, you know, the worship of em- em- empiricism. You've got to have some kind of stated fact and stamped, stamped and approved. We've got to operate from this heart intuition and this knowledge and take what we get as as virtual fact and move from that and find the next one that's that's the key to moving on into this next uh, realm of discovery and empowerment it's believing what we're what we're feeling it's just a, it might just be a feeling it just it just might might be a um it, it might just be a sensation. It might be a, something you're having a conversation with somebody else about, and it confirms something almost subconsciously that you were thinking a month ago or recently. You know, it's it's a it's it's a um, remarkable gift we're being given, and we just have to listen to it. Just turn the volume up. By by listening more, the volume comes up. And it's the same. The illustration I always use is the water faucet. You know, people say, "Is the faucet working?" No. You open the faucet, and the water is working. The pressure of the water. So I tell people, write, do what you guys are doing. You know, get on the radio, uh, blog, communicate, get the message out any way you can. And as we open the valve, 
new stuff comes in. And then we can't, and then we can't say, well, what's this bullshit following? I don't understand this. Well, you open the valve. You're getting new stuff. And, you know, universe is kind. It doesn't flood people with, with stuff that it's overwhelming, but it, it comes. And it, as we give it, we get more. And as we give it, we get more. It's kind of like channeling. And I'm very skeptical about channeling unless I know the source. And, you know, there's all kinds of stuff we can hear about. It doesn't mean everybody's intuition is necessarily super in tune. There's all kinds of influences. But we've got to learn to trust our hearts. We've got to. And listen to it and, and t- take it as the next stepping stone and that have the, have the courage to walk into the unknown. I mean, look what every, everything else has done for us. Nothing. It leads us into back into the, the drama of this empirical BS. that's all confined in two, three D we've got to move in the other direction. We're being handed this, this, this incredible uh, pass to move into the next, next phase. And I think that's where we're, that's where we're going, where we need to go, and we need to have the courage to go. All right. Oh, man, that is very <laughs> well stated, Zen. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate you hanging out over here at Sunday Wire, and we're looking forward to having you back again uh, someday soon. The door's always open. Just uh, drop us a message anytime you want to come by and uh, expect us to reach out to you as well. Yeah, please. Please do. Okay, I love great. it. Got to stay in touch. That's what it's all about. It is, that, yeah. That, that, it, that's, that's what reinforces these little things we're talking about. No, it, you know, I write friends all the time. I get this feeling, what do you think this is? What's going on? I'm sensing something. Or what did you see in this? And, you know, we have to be willing to humble ourselves and kind of put put out our little feelings and say, what, what do you think of this? And, you know, but if we're not stuck on what we think we believe, so-called believe, I hate the word too, but... Uh, you know, if if we're not hung up on stuff and we're willing to be fluid, it's a it's a cool trip. It's a really cool trip. You know, but that's got to do with you know let more layers of ego and all this kind of shit. But we learn it. We are learning, and it, we will learn it because we've got to. We've got to. It's too much is at stake. You know, the, for for a warrior, when you commit yourself, things come to meet you. And like you guys, you're warriors. You things will come and meet you as you step forward and then that goes for anybody with any any guts any any desire to do the right thing it will meet you but we've got it we have to do the step first excellent yeah i couldn't agree more and i know sean's with me on that one we we share similar journeys and this journey always ends us uh with a group of of warriors fine warriors like yourself so Okay, we're going to take a station break here, everybody. Zen Gardner, thank you so much once again. uh, Everybody check out zengardner.com. Go to Amazon and uh, get yourself a copy of Zen's book. And when when your new book comes out, you'll have to come back so we can uh, have a chat about it, okay? Yeah, it's going to be the little more wild stuff. Excellent. So I'm looking gonna, forward to people it. Gonna, people, yeah, people are going to dig it. <laughs> yeah, we like the fun. wild over here at Sunday Wire. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah, I can tell. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick station break, everybody. This is the Sunday Wire. I'm here with Zen Gardner and Sean Helton, and I am Hesher. We'll be right back. Tune in Sundays at noon Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time for the Sunday Wire for three hours of action-packed talk radio on 21stCenturyWire.com and Alternate Current Radio. 